What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. And we are bringing you back after, uh, you know, that little break. We are now here with Get the Ball Rolling once again. Uh, again, just to reiterate, uh, you know, on the break, I, w- I was thinking uh, about some things. And I'm like, well, what, what, what else could I reiterate? Uh, to st- I mean, people are, are going to say, uh, Tyler, you're defending J- uh, Jim Harbaugh. Tyler, you're defending P.J. Fleck. Tyler, you're defending James Franklin. Who else? Uh, could could fall into this category now. Uh, just real quick before we give our you know our picks of the week, but you know a few weeks ago, and I mean at the the beginning of the at the beginning of the you know college football season, we thought you know all you know everything was going to come crashing down for the Oklahoma Sooners. I uh, now they were able to get a win against Missouri State. They ended up losing to Kansas State, who then, you know, in turn lost to, uh, I believe it was Arkansas State at the time, or the the week prior. Uh, Yeah, they lost to Arkansas State. And all of a sudden, you know, all things were coming down around Oklahoma. And, you know, Lincoln Riley can fall into this category of coaches that are just struggling with the pandemic. Uh, You know, he lost to Kansas State. At home, which, I mean, doesn't happen, uh, you know, under Lincoln Riley's watch in Norman, Oklahoma. That just doesn't happen. Same thing with the Iowa State game. They go on the road. They end up losing to Iowa State. And had they not forced, I mean, for overtime, now now they were able to get the win. Congratulations, Oklahoma. I'm not a Texas fan either, so, but they got really lucky to be able to win in a four-overtime game. Could have gone either way, and since then they've been able to to start putting people away. And you got to put that into context of what these big uh, 10 teams are facing. Uh, now, yes, Wisconsin looks good. O- Ohio State looks good. These teams look good, but teams like Penn State, uh, teams like... Minnesota teams like Michigan they're going to struggle they they really are the first part and, and we're seeing that right now with uh with the the way in the manner of in which they're they're losing these games I just want to put that in, into context now Michigan and they shouldn't have lost to Michigan State they shouldn't have lost Indiana and they got boat raced by Wisconsin they they're going to beat records just like Oklahoma boat raced Kansas and how they boat raced Texas Tech. They're probably going to beat Penn State if I if I was a betting man. Michigan does look you know better than than Penn State. They're probably going to beat Maryland because it's at home. It's going to be very very cold. I'm going to take Jim Harbaugh at home against them and then probably a loss to to Ohio State. So they're going to get three wins, plus the one they already have, uh, four, uh, and they're going to probably end up four and four with eight, with with uh, you know a total of eight games. Now it'd be awesome if, if they could get a little bit more, but that's just not going to happen. I don't think they're going to beat Ohio State. Now if they do, I mean, hands down to Michigan, we're going to start, start talking about them. Start with more, well, a little bit better context, right? 
you gotta let these guys let these guys marinate. Now, this last week for both Penn State, Minnesota, and Michigan, you know what? You really should have stepped up. It really should have been uh, a little bit better than what it was. But look at look at Lincoln Riley. You know, three four games in, it took him really until after the Texas game to really get his kids back on track, vibing and everything. Also, to put it into context, we're nearing finals week. Maybe that has something to do with it. Who knows? Academic powers usually struggle uh, during that time. Anyway, I just want to—I want you guys to keep that in context. I'm going to defend. I will defend any coach uh, that has been has a proven record of winning. Uh, Michigan. I mean, uh, Jim Harbaugh. I believe out of the 16 seasons he's coached in the NFL and the college, I believe he's had like three losing seasons, and I think two of them were at Stanford. And Stanford, he took over a program that started one and eleven. So keep that in mind. He deserves a little bit of a pass. So anyway, and I haven't looked into James Franklin as much or, or PJ Fleck as much, but these are the kinds of things that you need to keep. You got to keep context right now, especially during a, during a pandemic. I don't think you should be firing coaches now. Could they? Yeah, most definitely. They could fire him tomorrow for for all all that I care, right? I mean, I, I'm going to defend him and stuff, but coaches that have proven track records, I'm going to defend. Secondly, uh, I would like to say that. I all I I usually rip on coaches when they're first hired and I'm just like I'm very very skeptical. Jonathan Smith at Oregon State, very very skeptical. Right now, really skeptical of what Jimmy Lake is doing. Uh you know, with taking over a, a Chris Peterson team, that's going to be a, a challenge in and of itself. I didn't know if I loved the hire. I mean, they kept it, you know, in-house and stuff. Who knows that way. Sam Pittman ripped it. Did not like it. Uh same thing with Scott Frost. Now I'm batting about 500. Uh, you know, there there are, are a few hires like Willie Taggart to FAU that I really liked. I'm like that fits who Willie Taggart is. Lane Kiffin to Ole Miss, yeah, good. And and you know, regardless of the outcome, Ole Miss is interesting. They're more interesting than what they were, uh, you know, years previous. Same thing with uh, you know, you got Hugh Freeze at Liberty. Great hire. He made a couple mistakes. He went down, you know, went to, to Liberty, went, I guess, up from Mississippi to, to, Liber to Liberty. He's back on track, and he's, you know, he's undefeated this year. So, you know, that's kind of a wonky season. Uh, Fox Sports actually tweeted a picture of all the undefeateds uh, for the first time. Like, you know, when was the first time that they were 4-0 uh, and or 5-0 and and stuff? I mean, we're talking about historic records that are being broken this year. And, and let's enjoy it. We're going to embrace it right now uh, during a pandemic-stricken season. And, you know, we like it. Uh, and and I'm here for it. All right, so let's jump into the picks of the week. Uh, a lot of interesting game. A lot of games are starting to get uh, really canceled. Uh, coronavirus, uh, you know, cases and and all those kinds of fun things are are spiking across the United States. I guess they're not fun, but you know, a lot of spikes. Uh, and I don't think and, and and you gotta understand that even if you have flu-like symptoms, they're going to be holding kids out. Uh, a cold going to hold kids out just because they don't want it to spread. Which is good in the fact that as a student athlete, you know that you're being taken care of. Like if I wake up with a headache, I know how to go to practice at 5 a.m. in the morning. Uh, or I, you know, just feel really run down. Uh, so my body has a little bit more time to recuperate. That being said, on the flip side, they're going to be taking a lot of time off, which has required, you know, these cancellations or, or postponements of games. So, uh, you know, we're just going to, I'm just going to be grateful for the college football that we had. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, if you would have told me that everyone would have been playing, well, I guess a, a month ago or so before, you know, the 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 Mountain West and the Pac-12 and all those guys decided to come back, I wouldn't have believed you. So I'm happy. I'm here for it. I am all about, uh, I'm all about it for 
you know, just the interesting aspect. All right, so let's jump into our uh, games of the week. Last week we were three and two. The last three weeks in a row we've actually been three and two. Hopefully to get over that hump. I was kind of trapped with that Florida game because I was looking for another game uh, to bet, and I just couldn't find another Power Five game that I really liked. I I was two and zero betting Arkansas. Now I'm two and one. Anyway, so let's jump into it. Uh, I'm actually taking all underdogs and the points are telling me and I want to explain why number one we're gonna be taking Auburn versus Tennessee these two teams really need a win Uh, I mean desperately need to kind of establish themselves Tennessee in particular uh, I believe they I mean they came out fairly strong at the first of the season now they're kind of I mean they're not they're not even really a relevant talking point. You know, beating Missouri, South Carolina, and then uh, you know losing to Georgia. They've lost to Kentucky, Arkansas, Alabama. They're two and four. They're really needing a win. Now I'm not predicting that that Tennessee is going to win, but I want to take Tennessee plus eleven. Auburn has not played particularly well. Uh, you know, thirty-five to twenty-eight against uh, Mississippi, Ole Miss. That is you know uh, a nine-point spread. The one Kentucky, they were able. I mean, outside of the you know, there were a few calls in that game. You would you would argue they they exceeded. Uh, you know, they lost to Georgia. They lost to South Carolina. They beat Arkansas by just two points, and they kind of beat down on LSU this last week. But I think LSU is going through uh, kind of a, a of a rough pass, rough patch. Excuse me. Now Auburn is home against Tennessee. I really like uh, Tennessee plus 11. I think that is a lot of points to give. And, and I'm a huge Auburn fan. That's a lot of points to give uh, the Auburn Tigers. I th- I'm i hoping that Tennessee plays uh, to the level of Auburn. I think Auburn's going to win the game, but I think it's going to be closer than 11 points. Next up, we got Ohio State and Indiana. Now, I remember, uh, I believe it was a couple weeks ago, I was watching a football game, and they threw up like the, the stat of the week or, or, or something like that. You know, who has the the best winning percentage over a, a, an opponent after playing X amount of times. And Ohio State, I believe, has a 94% winning uh, percentage against uh, Indiana. 72, 12, and 5. Uh, so if you take that into account, do some quick math, that that equates to about 90%, if I'm doing it correctly, then you have the five uh, you know, outliers that you know they weren't considered wins or losses, so you're technically, I mean, that is an incredible, incredible stat, and uh, I don't know, and, and that's all time. I don't know, uh, you know, if they're taking into account, you know, war years and stuff like that. I mean, we're talking I mean, seventy-five years. That's a long time. That's you know, entirety of a, of a of a life. Anyway, that is an incredible stat right there. But but I think Indiana is playing very very well. Uh, at the beginning of the season, they were my most interesting uh, Big Ten team that I wanted to watch. I wanted to see what Tom Allen could do. He's in his fourth year. All of these kids are his. He's recruited them. Uh, you know, got Kevin Wilson's kids out of there. Maybe a few still hanging around. Really really liked them. They brought back eight offensive starters, nine defensive starters, and. Uh, Michael Penix uh, Jr., which, you know, he's ripping up Heisman standings. I think that, you know, he needs to be really considered. He has more Power 5 wins, honestly. I mean, Indiana, usually they get, you know, three or four wins, uh, non-conference wins, and then they, you know, last year they they were able to win a few more, but they got lucky. You know, Rutgers, Maryland, Nebraska, Northwestern, teams that weren't particularly playing well, they beat some legit teams. Now you can say, well, Michigan and Penn State aren't playing well. No, this is incredible what Indiana is doing. Uh, Right now they're favored by 21 points. Uh, Ohio State is, now it is at home uh, in Columbus, 
It's going to be interesting to see uh, the weather. If it's a clear day, obviously, I mean, Justin Fields, Michael Penix Jr., that's going to be an incredible, incredible matchup. Definitely tune into that. I believe it's the 10 a.m. Fox game, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely want to watch that game. I'm so elated to watch this game uh, to see how far Indiana can come. You know what? Can they make Ohio State uh, play super well? No, I don't feel like Ohio State's been challenged. Uh, the first half of the, the Nebraska game, they played well. I mean, Justin Fields is, is playing incredible. I mean, I think he has like 10 touchdown passes and 9 incompletions, so he's playing great. Uh, but against Nebraska, they let him, you know, they eventually blew him out, but I believe it was like 24-17 at halftime or 24-10. They were kind of hanging around. Uh, Penn State, they let him hang around a lot longer. They blew out Rutgers, uh, even though Rutgers tried some pretty goofy stuff, uh, you know. But... All I'm going to say is watch this game. Plus 21 points. I think it's going to be a lot closer. I w if I was to, to say, if I was to bet uh, that game, if I was to create the betting line, I'd probably put it around 8 or 9. Uh, I don't think Indiana, Ohio State's just big brother to everybody. Now, I could be c completely wrong. Indiana going to Columbus is going to be, I mean, if they win, they they deserve to go to the national championship no matter what, no matter what even if they lose to Wisconsin later on in the season. Uh I think that's going to be hard on the road. Uh, you got to stay calm and collected. Indiana's got to execute on third down. That's kind of what I'm looking at. Next up, we got Cal at Oregon State. Now, Oregon State, the Beavers. Uh, I, you know, I have cheered on the Beavers the last, uh, you know, two games. I was actually able to watch both of their games, both losses, one to Wazoo and one to UW. Uh, the UW game had a terrible uh, review call. Pac-12 wraps, man. Let me tell you, uh, Washington State. Also a really close game. Uh, now this Cal team, they did not uh, play really good against UCLA. They actually ended up losing. Uh, kind of got blown out, 34-10. Uh, to 10. It was a Sunday game. Understand you're not preparing for them, but I think at home that Oregon State is going to win. Now three and a half. Now I want to predict that they're going to win, but I'm going to eat the points. I want to get three and a half points. So Cal has to beat them by four uh, in order for me to lose. And it, at home in Corvallis, uh, it's rainy. It's dreary. I think it's completely different than what it's like in Berkeley this time of year, taking Corvallis and uh, Jonathan Smith, not just his first Pac-12 win this year. Next up, we got Nevada at San Diego State, and I could not believe that Nevada was actually the underdog in this game. And I'm going to explain to you why. This quarterback is absolutely amazing. Carson Strong, he can flat sling the ball. Uh, they played really, really well. Now, against Wyoming, only one by three. Against UNLV, you know, it was close until the fourth quarter. Uh, beat New Mexico just by seven. Kind of blew out Utah State, though. I saw a loss with San, Di San Diego State. I watched them lose to San Jose State. So that's why I'm taking... I, I mean, I want to see San Diego State and, and Brady Hoke to come back there and, and, and establish the winning and, and continue that tradition that, you know, he started way back when... Uh, but I really think that Nevada is going to win this game. Uh, Nevada is home. It's in Reno. It's a lot colder than it is in San Diego, uh, California. Watch this game. Tune into it. It's going to be really, really good. I believe it's even on CBS just because of the uh, cancellations that have been wrought by the SEC. Watch this game. It's going to be super, super good. Finally, we're going to end uh, this prediction with Appalachian State against Coastal Carolina. We're going to go over the re results over the last few years, and that is uh, App State in 2019 156 to 37. 
In 2018, App State won 23 to 7. In 2017, App State won 37 to 29. In 2016, uh, they did not play, and it looks like they didn't play in 2015 either. So I believe it was 17 when they finally came into the Sun Belt. So over the last three years, App State is 3 and 0. Now it is home. Uh, it is in Coastal Carolina, which is going to bring an advantage. This is the biggest game. Uh, you, you know, as the Shanta clears, you've got to win this game. However, I think it's going to be closer than four and a half points. I think it's going to come down to a one or two point game. I think that App State, uh, you know, yeah, they did lose to Marshall, but I don't think it's that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. Uh, you know, we brought them on the, the, the podcast. We were able to talk about the culture, the tradition of Appalachian State. They are the cream of the crop right now. And I hate to say this, I, I you know, I would hate to see you know, Coastal Carolina lose their bid to potentially, you know, to, to lose their bid to go undefeated. Uh, that would be super sad. But you know what? I think that App State, I want to take them plus four and a half points. Uh, I think that they could even beat CCU. And CCU has an opportunity to beat Liberty, which that knocks off two teams that are kind of knocking on the door. Doesn't mean that you don't need to call to BYU and get and get this game. I really, I really feel good about this App State. I just don't see App State losing. Like I said, they're the cream of the crop. They the last time they lost a, a Sun Belt game was last year against Georgia Southern by three. Uh, then prior to that, I mean, they lose about one. Sunbelt game a year and and realistically about one or two games a year uh the last year's was uh a loss to georgia southern the year before uh they actually won their bowl game they've won both of their bowl games and uh, they lost to, to penn state in overtime and then to georgia southern as well so they struggle against georgia southern and that's pretty much it uh four and a half points i'm going to be taking the mountaineers go nears uh to win that game as well so this has been get the ball rolling but a little bit longer as we talked a little bit uh, more about coaches and stuff keep it into perspective lock that away and uh, as you're watching the games you know thoroughly analyze what's happening ask yourself why figure out what's going on figure out you know you know uh taking into account covid this thing is real uh coaches are dealing with it it's it's causing a lot of uh you know pain and and for these these athletes not being able to play i mean bachmeyer of boise state talked about it uh really difficult for him not to play against byu so watch it understand it and then uh don't just rip somebody until you really truly can say this is the reason uh that's why we're defending these coaches anyway if you like what you've heard here be sure to like subscribe and follow us on twitter at get rolling 19 as well as follow the orange and blue podcast we are talking all things boise state i have a co-host uh, my best friend jeff tuckett as well uh super fun podcast if you're a boise state fan or a mountain west fan or you want to hear people make fun of byu colorado state air force i mean we make fun of everybody in the mountain west so if you if you're a mountain west and if you hate somebody in the mountain west you know we're we're ready to, to to crack jokes and 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 have a really good time but we analyze break down every play of the game and uh be sure to listen to that as well orange and blue podcast along with get the ball rolling we love you we thank you guys for all of your support uh growing this podcast i mean it's incredible the numbers that we're getting in uh just after a year of doing this thank you have a wonderful day stay safe uh and let's keep this ball rolling